Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Arky Shea Experience. My name is Arky Shay, and as you can tell, we're back in the car again because we are doing more work on that project. But, like I said, this thing is getting closer to being able to be revealed and to talk about and to really, really be excited about. And I am pumped to do that with you. So, in the meantime, uh, content! Um... Big weekend uh, this weekend in uh, in college football, despite what the naysayers said about the big giant spreads in the early games and some of the games that didn't look nearly as attractive as start. College football never fails. College football never fails to give us stuff that we should be interested in. Like Cincinnati and Navy going much closer than it should have. Illinois and Penn State going to nine overtimes, and that's where we're going to talk. By the way, that game's total is 45 and a half. How do you go to quote, end, unquote, nine overtimes and still hit the under easily? How? How? It's because of this new blasphemous overtime system. Okay, so here's here's the rub. The NCAA changed the rules this offseason and said... We were tired. We're tired of watching all of these children play so many overtimes and just constantly get hurt. It's a pandemic. They didn't say that word. But they made a giant rule change as if this were some kind of monster thing happening as if multiple overtimes was a scourge and needed to be stopped because it kept happening over and over and over again and the truth is the stats are overtimes pretty rare and multiple overtimes is even rarer and guess what remember that seven overtime game between Texas A&M and LSU it's even rarer. How do I know that? Because it's the only one that's ever happened. Yet we want to be able to protect these children, these babies, these these youths that are so unaccustomed to hitting each other that a few more plays would burn them out. 
it's higher than way too much. It's too, too hard. Because if you get to overtime, you might get to a second, or to a third, or to a fourth, and you know what? The games may never end. And it turns out the game that may never have ended was the one with Penn State and Illinois, thanks to the new uh, stupid two-point conversion goal after the third overtime, or starting with the third overtime rule. So, uh, just briefly, if you don't know, and you should if you're listening to this, uh, after the second overtime, teams trade two-point conversions. One makes, one misses, that's how the game ends. Um, I can't tell you how bad of an idea that was at the time. We screamed about it on the podcast before. In fact, you could probably go back previously in the feed and find that episode where we talked about how college overtime wasn't broken. Stop trying to fix it. And then I just, I knew we needed to get to one of these games. We needed a game that everybody was going to watch. Not a game between Eastern Washington uh, and UNLV, which I think was one that went to multiple overtimes. Uh, No, we needed one that people were going to pay attention to. Right in that early window, where Penn State, a highly ranked team, big big, big favorites against Illinois, were supposed to blow them out of the water, and they didn't. And now we get to one of these monstrosities with the overtime. So we needed to get to one of these games... For everyone to see how bad of an idea this was. And folks, I monitor social media not for a living because I really love it. I don't get paid to do it, but I really like it. Uh, I couldn't find a single person who liked it. I couldn't find a single person who liked it genuinely. Some people liked it as far as making fun of the Big Ten and how inept the offenses were that game. And how inept the offenses generally are in the Big Ten. I found a bunch of those, but not a bunch of people saying this, you know, this two-point overtime rule is, uh, it's pretty clean. I like how they're doing it. This is, uh, this is special. You know, this it, this definitely did something here. God bless them. No. No. There was none of that, and there will be none of that. The thing about college football overtime is it's just like all of college football itself. It's unique. It's quirky. And it's special. It's different than the NFL overtime, although I think the NFL should adopt the college model. NFL never likes to do things college does besides take all of its offense and its coordinators and its ideas. They never like to do that or take all of its players. They won't take the idea of overtime, but, uh, you know, all the other stuff is good. Anyway, I am flabbergasted at why you would change such a weird, cute, perfect overtime system. First of all, overtime's only been around since, like, 96. All right? It's a really new thing. Like, in in the pantheon of college football, it is a baby. In fact, I would say at this point, maybe it's a toddler. Okay, it's a toddler. You know, it's definitely younger than the forward pass, um, but um, definitely older than the hurry-up, no-huddle offense. I'll put it that way. 
So college football overtime was was perfect because it was college football. Everything that makes college football so great is all wrapped up into that overtime. Everything that's great about college football and is different. Remember, remember when people would tell you that you can't have the playoff in general because college football is different, and you can't have um, expanded playoffs because college football is different, and you can't constrict bowl games because college football is different. Um, I disagree with those in this case because that's a question about equity of access to play for the national championship, the biggest goal of all of them. But here, we should be embracing this. College football is stupid. It's weird. It's wacky and wild. It's bizarre. It's filled with amazing tradition. Smaller teams that you would never give two thoughts about get your attention almost every single week. It is a beautiful tapestry of awesome. And Overtime was with that. Overtime gave you the ability to play football in Overtime. It was a shortened version of football, which Overtime should be. But it gave you the ability to still call plays. To still set up a drive, have some strategy to you might as well be trading extra point attempts at this point. Or kicking in as far back for you, as you can for a field goal. I mean, th- there's nothing to this. There's no- It's empty. As much as I made fun of that game, and I did a little. I, I-, I was empty after that game. If that game had gone to nine real overtimes, I'm not empty. There's a lot of drama there, but when you're switching plays... Switching sides of the field every two plays. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing there. Like, it's not that exciting. And it's not that interesting. You know what it is? It's what the NCAA legitimately wanted. They just want the game to be done. Not the fact that you just spent three plus hours playing the damn thing. NCAA says, you know what? You're you're done. Wrap it up. Knock it off. You guys have had your time. It's time for the next window of games. It's unbelievable. This has got to be something that... I hope the NCAA looks at this and says, we made a mistake. The two point conversion overtime disaster is not what we thought it would be. It's antithetical to the sport. It's antithetical to the drama of this great game. And it's not even a part of this game. How many two-point conversions do you see get attempted in college football? And granted, it's a thousand times more now. And it's still not very often. So why would that be the focus of your game? Why would that be the terminant of your three-hour contest? This tiny, tiny, tiny sliver, super tiny, 
like microscope tiny, why would that part of the game be what determines your winners and your losers? It makes no sense. It didn't then. It doesn't now. And I hope for the sake of hoping. Because I know this game won't do it. It's it's not enough. I hope we see a couple more of these big high-profile games. I hope Alabama LSU in a couple weeks goes six or seven overtimes. I need high-profile teams in high-profile games having this happen. It doesn't have to be, you know, the number one team in the country. Georgia doesn't have to go into, you know, the game against Florida and have it happen this week. But if it did, it doesn't have to be Notre Dame-USC. But if it could have, it just needs to be enough where people are watching and paying attention and seeing again, reminded about the repugnant nature that the ending of these games have become. You made a stupid rule, NCAA, a stupid, stupid rule. And it's okay. You lost. You hurt the sport a little bit this year. Make the change. Make the change. Everything can go back to normal. Just don't keep up with this. It does the sport no service. It does the game itself that's happening there no service. And it does the fans no service. It does everybody, everyone included. Fans to the trainers, to the coaches, to the players, to me watching. It does this all a giant disservice. So just change it. Just change it. Let this be your warning. You made a mistake. It looks stupid. But people can make mistakes. Committees can make mistakes. And they can fix it. So do your job. And fix it. And by the way, if you want to uh, call one of those emergency meetings and fix it like before this weekend's games. Not going to hate you. 